0: You're listening to the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, the place where you, as a dad, will gain more tools for your fathering toolbox and where moms and daughters are also invited to listen into the conversation. Now, here is your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield.
1: Hello and welcome to the Dad Whisperer podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. And I welcome you again to the conversation today, especially if you're a dad who wants to kick things up a notch in being a dialed-in dad to your daughter. You know that my passion is to help dads become heroes. And if that's your goal too, whether that's engaging more with your daughter in conversations, being more sensitive to her emotions, being more invitational in pursuit of her heart and time with you, whatever your goal is, dad, here at the Dad Whisper Podcast, this is all about equipping you with more tools for your fathering toolbox. You know that every week I use the template on your mark, get set, go. So dad, envision yourself standing with other dads side by side each other, cheering yourselves on and cheering each other on in your fathering race. I'm on the sidelines as your coach saying on your mark, get set, Go on your mark as the topic or the theme. Get set is filling that in with stories and stats. And go is always your practical action step where you can put your love for your daughters and even your sons into action. Well, today I've got a guest coach who's joining me and his name just happens to be Dr. Ken Canfield. That might ring a bell. Because he's da, da 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 my husband.
2: Yes, I am.
1: Yes, yeah, so I really had to do some heavy coercing to get him to join me today. Not really, not really, but truth be told, we are so excited to do a two-part series here on the Dad Whisperer podcast, and today we're going to be talking about ways that you as a dad can be more effective in your fathering role. On your mark today is The Seven Secrets of Effective Fathers, which just happens to be the title of one of Ken's books that's been translated into 10 languages that is simply called The Seven Secrets of Effective Fathers, Becoming the Father Your Children Need, I can tell you so much about him, but in a nutshell, this is a man I have respected for over a decade, about 12 years. I've respected his national and international work with fathers and with grandfathers and grandparenting. He founded the National Center for Fathering in what year?
2: 1990.
1: Where can they find you?
2: At fathers.com.
1: Yes, that is an easy to remember URL, fathers.com, all kinds of resources there. And Ken and I just happened to co-chair the father-daughter initiative there. They're in the process of doing some really cool development with apps. And I'm telling you, you are going to want to go to that website, sign up for their blogs, because you're going to be able to be on the front lines of some really cool things that are opening up. He also founded the National Association for Grandparenting. Where can they find that?
2: Grandkidsmatter.org.
1: Yep. He also is a father and a grandfather, and I have been grafted into the Canfield clan how many kids, how many grandkids? I just counted. We're up to 28. Oh, my. Because one of his sons is now engaged. Yes. And we have 15 grandkids.
2: Yes. Oh, my goodness. They're just flowing out.
1: The tribe just keeps getting bigger. And we love that, don't we?
2: Absolutely. We
1: love it, love it, love it. Well, today, The Seven Secrets of Effective Fathers, you've written 12, 13, 14 books. I forget how many. This is one of them. And I love these seven points that dads listening today are going to get practical action steps from you that is not only, you know, right on the cutting edge of how to be a dialed in dad, how to be an engaged father, but it's also bathed in. You being a researcher, collecting data, you love running statistical analyses. So if you're a dad that loves that kind of stuff, Ken is your guy. So welcome, Dr. Ken Canfield.
2: Oh, thank you. It (laughs) is a delight to be here. I'm very excited. Having seen Michelle come, what I'd say, out of the clouds and be a gift to you guys is a blessing to me. Over the years, I've had the privilege of mentoring people all across the planet, really. And one thing I noted with Michelle, her passion to help dads with daughters was exceptional. And so about 12 years ago, she wrote me and she said she had this passion. Wouldn't you know, it? a few years later, she'd written a book of her collected experiences. So I'm glad to kind of blend with her today, bring research from a different perspective, from a dad to you dads and to anyone else who's listening as well.
1: Oh, I love that. Okay, well, this whole concept of seven secrets, I've been told over and over by you and other fathering leaders, men love lists. So if you're a guy that loves, you know, loves the facts, just give me the facts, ma'am. Ken is going to give you seven things that he has found from engaging with thousands of dads interacting, collecting data. And here are the seven things, seven secrets that you have found rose to the top as a theme in your data collection. Anything else you want to say about that before you roll those out?
2: Well, yeah. Let me just give you a little of the methodology. We need to look at strength What are those fathers that are particularly effective fathers doing that we may be doing, but to a significant greater degree? And so I cataloged uh, a group of fathers identified by other peers and professionals. These guys were the real deal. Mm. And Michelle, this is so good because they had to have a child that was older than five years old. Come on now. It's easy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Loves it before that. They
2: eat peanut butter and don't talk back. But these dads had to rear a child through the life course into adulthood. And we gave these guys a sophisticated test called the personal fathering profile over 220 items.
1: And we're going to talk about that next time when I have you back. So if if this is of interest to you, dads, and you want to learn from, I would say, honestly, one of the best, and I'm not biased, for real, come back next time. You're going to listen to. both parts of this interview
2: so we found this group of particularly strong healthy effective fathers again identified by peers professionals and those around them we gave them this test and then we gave it to Ordinary dads, just a huge sample of about 10,000. And then we did a simple T-test. What are these guys doing in a greater degree? And these seven traits emerge. So think of these as the seven traits of strong, effective fathers. Okay. This is exciting. I
1: love it. Okay, number one, first secret if you want to be an effective father is?
2: Commitment. Commitment is like the foundation. This was of the seventh the greatest indifference between those Mm. who are ordinary fathers and the strong fathers. Now, what does commitment mean? Exactly. It is resolve. It is, I am called to be a father. Nothing is going to get in my way. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have responsibilities to fulfill, particularly to your child's mother or to your wife, whatever that may be. But the commitment to your child is persevering. It's enduring through the ups and downs in and out. And so what commitment means is you have, by result, dedicated yourself to something. Now, there is a difference here. If you dedicate yourself to something, then you have to identify the barriers that keep you from fulfilling that dedication
1: okay so, wait, say that again
2: yes if you're dedicated to something right then there are things that you won't do because you're dedicated to do this
1: okay that's, this. that's really profound i think to get that
2: side of it. absolutely it's the two sides of commitment it's called dedication and constraint okay, you constrain yeah. yourself because look i don't want to work 60 hours a week because my children are only going to be uh preteens or teens for a certain amount of time. I can work 60 hours when nobody's there or when they're very young. And I understand there are ups and downs in employment, but this dedication means each year you're looking at your schedule, you're looking at that time, and it has to do with your raw involvement. And remember dads, quality time, which you've heard about, doesn't come about unless you have quantity Mm -hmm. time. You have to have that. And many times you don't know when that serendipitous moment will be where your heart connects with your son and in this case, your daughter.
1: I love it. Do you think it's important to verbalize how committed you are as a dad or is that a little bit like self-exalting?
2: Yes, it is vitally important. This is my son. This is my daughter whom I love in whom I'm well pleased. Mm, the best so,
1: dad of all said that. If you don't, don't know that, that's right out of the Bible. Yeah. And yep. not
2: just once,
1: twice it was said yeah, to him. God as a father said to Jesus in front of other people listening. That's right. Yeah. That's this right. is my son.
2: So you verbalizing that to your co-workers, to your neighbors, uh-huh. to those in your family system, to those demands that are on you as a dad, it would be great to be known as the guy who has his child's heart in his head, and in his schedule. And that's you, dad. And your daughter will love it.
1: Okay, so number one, if you want to be an effective father, is commitment. Number two, what is the second secret of effective fathers?
2: Okay, this is where you get into those, I'd say important things of knowledge. It's knowing your daughter.
1: Knowing your daughter,
2: knowing okay. what she's about, her personality, her giftedness, her talents, her weaknesses, her challenge. Now, how do you get to know your daughter again, certainly by time, but also you're listening to your daughter's uh, mother and you're mm. listening to friends and teachers and you're getting this composite picture because that there are certain things you can say that empower that beautiful girl that he's gifted you with that no one else can say. exactly. And so knowledge of her and how she performs in this situation and that will again, differentiate you. You'll be a strong, effective father. If you know your daughter,
1: you know, I'm not just using what you're saying now to just try to sell my books or set my ministry or my calling up. But the truth dad is that as a daughter myself, who's worked and mentored, you know, I've worked with hundreds. Injured, yeah. Of hundreds of daughters. I wrote, let's talk conversation starters for dads and daughters so that you could know your daughter and get to know her specifically yes. because a lot of daughters I've known, even adult daughters, they say, you know, my dad, he kind of knows me. Yes. In fact, I literally had a talk today with a Hispanic adult woman and we were talking about her relationship with her dad. And she said, in my culture, we know dads are proud of us. We do a quinceanera. We, we, we know our dad is proud of us and loves us. And there's an emotional tie. Mm-hmm. But not always much of a interpersonal deep bond where dad really knows his daughter. Mm-hmm. And so dad, it comes down to having to have conversations. And asking her questions where you listen to what she has to say is the best way I would say to get to know her on top of the things Ken said about seeing her interests and asking other people about her and taking that in.
2: Yeah, there's knowledge that is outward, knowledge that is inward. Mm. And Dad, you're designed to get to the heart like no one else. So you know those things that embarrass her, you know those things that make her beam, you know those things that bring her fear. And Dad, this is where your knowledge, again, will empower your daughter because, hey, just let me say this. Who's going to take care of you in the nursing home someday? <laughs> okay, there you go. It ain't going to be your son. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. But daughters get uh, what I'd say that, that connection that is so tender and caring. So your pursuit of her and knowledge of her, again, will set you apart.
1: I want to add one more thing, Kim, before we go on, and that's that I literally had a counseling session this week. You know, so here I am in the trenches yes. with people that have hurting hearts and are trying to process and get healing. And I had an adult daughter say about a deceased dad. Now, oh my, replaying stories, of course, and a lot of bonding there, a lot of positive. But what I heard with tears in her eyes is that my dad made fun of me for my sensitive heart. So dad, sometimes knowing your daughter and her bent or her wiring may be something that you struggle to validate, but remember that even when you're gone, she's going to remember always what you said about her. Did you like knowing her? Did you approve of what you knew about her? So all of that goes together. And I know we could say more, but let's go on. Okay. Number one. Commitment. Secret uh, secret of effective fathering. Commitment number two.
2: Knowing your child. Knowing your your child. Number three. Okay. Consistency. Dependability. Mm -hmm. You know, Michelle, I was in a prison recently just working with inmates there. Okay. Mm -hmm. 85 to 90% of those men who are incarcerated, and women too, because we were in the women's prison, they didn't have a dad involved in their life. And unfortunately, Mm -hmm. without that guidance, there was gaps. And so... I ask these prisoners, I do it every time, you know, if you could write a one ad and put it in a paper or, you know, online or something, the type of dad you want, what would you say is number one? Now, consistency isn't in their vocabulary. Right, right. What is, as they say, wanted a dad, someone who's dependable, someone who I can count on. Yeah, who shows up. Absolutely. So dad, your promises, your follow through You are the rock of Gibraltar. Mm -hmm. And why that is so important is it's a reference point for map making. Mm -hmm. You are a reference point for her life making. And to the extent that you provide that base camp that she can go back and say, hey, there's a reference point. And as she leaves, if you built this relationship, she'll think through when she faces a problem, how you would face it. Hmm. And help her even though you're not there. And that powerful story you told, if it's negative, here's this woman, mature, and dad's gone. Right. And all she can do is play those negative mm-hmm. tapes. So take an account. Have you positively displayed in a consistent way your love and commitment to her?
1: Okay, you also write and talk about mid-course corrections. Oh, Say more about that.
2: Yeah, There's always mid-course. You have to deal with the issues that come. Mid-course can be you have come up to an issue that you don't know how to solve, or you've maybe given advice that has been against what your daughter wanted to hear, but Mm -hmm. is the right thing. So you need to learn to say things in a way that is um, uh, what I call digestible. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, she knows the fathering sermonette. Uh, our yeah. children are smarter than we are because they've observed <laughs> right. you. Okay? They, can, they can mimic and mock. Exactly. Let's hope they don't. I hope not. <laughs> so, anyway, this consistency is so key because you're going to have to make uh, corrections as you see her develop over the life course. I mean, just think of the preteen and the adolescent years and sending her off to college to a vocation. I mean, those Mm -hmm. are corrections that, again, this consistent voice and concern that you broadcast to her, it will stick and have power, even if you're not there.
1: And I'm going to add one more thing to that before we go to number four, which is when we're talking about consistency, Dad, Ken was just mentioning those adolescent years that are all turbulent. You know, she has a ton of stuff happening with her hormones. They're surging. Some of it, she doesn't have control over what's happening in her brain because all of her emotions are going wonky Mm -hmm. with all of these surges that cause inconsistency, that cause big reactions. So when you're in a season with your daughter where she's the most inconsistent she will ever be. Mm -hmm. You want to be a consistent role model to her because if you're just as volatile, and the the fancy word is mercurial, like mercury in a yes. thermostat or down. thermometer, yeah. that that up and downness mm-hmm. of you does not help her with her up and downness during those years. So the more consistent you can be, you help to create somewhat of a foundation for her during those topsy turvy years.
2: Absolutely, and again. Okay. Keeping the promises you've made. And Mm -hmm. I got a bold challenge right here, Dad. Hey, sweetheart, I was just thinking on your, let's say, date with her once a month, do this, say, hey, are there any promises that I haven't fulfilled? And bring to the forefront those things that maybe you have some gaps and vulnerability. I guarantee you. If you cultivate and are yeah. consistent, she'll open her heart. Mm, It'll be touchdown for both of you. Oh,
1: that is so good. And granted, here we are in the on your mark section of our conversation about the practical, you know, get it, get it down at a level where everybody can understand it. And I love the way you talk, Kim, because I know you and, and the research you do, which sometimes I'm like, I can't track with you. But when you talk to fathers, it's so easy to digest, as you said. That's what you want to model. As a dad to your daughter, and that's what you're modeling today. So thank you for that. And yet you just heard a ghost stepdad. Maybe the thing you want to do is on your dad-daughter date this this month, this week, yes. today, Yes. What ask what promises have I made to you that I haven't kept? Because you may forget, Yes. she won't. Oh,
2: I have forgotten. I hate to do this. I have hated it. But here I am researching dads and you know what the heavenly father did to me? Gave me five kids to (laughs) keep me humble and thinking, oh, my goodness. But this, again, makes them feel like they're human just like you, Dad. Because remember, you're revered. When a little girl grows up, who's her hero? Who's the strongest, richest man? You know, they infer that in you. So this consistency is Mm -hmm. key.
1: Great segue into number four. What's the fourth secret of effective fathers? This is
2: historic uh, in the sense that dads of past ages have thought this is the essence of fathering. It's being a protector and a provider. A protector because there are issues that Mm -hmm. we face. Let's say we're settling, coming across big old America, from the Midwest to Oregon country. Well, I mean, there are elements out there. There is weather, there are dangers, and so forth. Today, the protection is a little different because we need to see the unseen things. That's right, Dad. You have Clark Kent eyes. You can see through stuff. I believe prophetically, in a way, you will see things that your daughter won't see. And you need to be protective. Not harsh, but protective of her because that's one of your roles the second thing the provisional role is so important doesn't mean she needs to go to disneyland or you know or disney world or anything like that it means having the basic Mm -hmm. needs and you participating i understand your wife may be working she may be earning more income than you but it's negotiating and making sure she has the basics in life because more important than all this stuff you know here we are in the richest land uh, uh, country in the world. We have so much stuff. We have storage units to keep all that right. stuff. In fact, let's clean out those storage units and get rid of it. But this is my point. What we need to be building is reservoirs of relational wealth and health. And that is gonna carry through. So in the provision, it's not just you know bread and butter but it's more, it's providing Mm. who you are so that she can fulfill those dreams God's given her.
1: I want to, again, share another story. And so many of the stories that I have are from mentoring women, counseling women. And I know a woman right now who's going through a divorce Mm -hmm. and she has little kids. Mm. And she just told me that she wishes her dad would step up more now. Oh. That she doesn't have her husband in the home. Come on, who's dad. soon to be an ex-husband. You
2: can come out. And what
1: she said is, my dad's kind of there, but I wish he would initiate and say, yes. could I come over and fix things? Yes. She said, as a matter of fact, I just heard this also this week, is that she said, hey, dad, you said you'd come over. And he goes, yeah, 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 I'll get to it. Yeah. And nothing was set specifically about when he'll come over to, I would say, protect in a way and yeah. provide. Yeah. So dad, even if you have adult daughters... Even if you have daughters that have been married or are married, you still play a vital role in showing up for her in ways that bond you with her because you're showing up for her at her time of need.
2: Okay, so this is it. There are no perfect daughters. You know why? there are no perfect dads. Mm -hmm. There's nothing better than the imperfection of one taking the initiative and reaching out to the brokenness or the challenge. So dads, this is where you have to come out of the shadows and just be there during times of crises because that's protecting your daughter. She will always be your daughter and helping her whatever the need may be as you are able.
1: Yeah, I love it. Okay, well, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, you're going to hear the rest of Dr. Ken's Seven
3: Secrets of Effective Fathers. We'll be right back. Are you a dad who has ever desired a deeper connection with your daughter, but haven't known how to go about it? Let's talk conversation starters for dads and daughters is the very resource you need. Dr. Michelle wrote it with you dads in mind. This book will support you with scripted questions, equip you to decode your daughter, and inspire you with stories of other dads and daughters. Don't wait any longer to be the hero you want to be and that your daughter needs you to be. So to let the talking begin, head on over to drmichellewatson.com forward slash books and order your copy today. This book will become a favorite in your fathering toolbox and will give you the answers you've been looking for. That's drmichellewatson.com forward slash books. Now, back to the Dad Whisperer podcast.
1: Welcome back to the Dad Whisper Podcast. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield here with my husband, Dr. Ken Canfield. And today we're talking about the seven secrets of effective fathers that's based on his groundbreaking best-selling book that's been translated into 10 languages. It has had impact for years and years. And I love that he's sharing some of these secrets with you as dads of daughters and sons today. Well, so far we've covered four of the secrets, commitment, knowing your child, knowing your daughter, consistency, and the fourth one is protection provision. Kind of both of those together. Okay, that leads us into number five. What would you say, Ken, is the fifth secret of effective fathers?
2: This guy's is really the foundation of your fathering. It is loving and respecting the mother of your child. Okay, this gets complicated with divorce, okay? I want to hear what you're going to do with that one. Okay, civil respect is so important. I've heard so many horror stories, and dads, you may have been a recipient of this, Mm -hmm. where a court or a legal system kept you away at a time when... Dads were kind of oafs. They didn't know what to do. So 90% of the time, without question, the mother had full custody, 100% of the child. Mm. And you were left on the sidelines and your heart was broken. Well, let me just say this. Times have changed. We're not seeing that at that level anymore. But this is what's really important. Even if you are one of those that aren't living with your children, showing respect and civil uh, grace to your child's mother is so important.
1: Regardless of the history between you yes. and what she's even done
2: and what to destroy y- exactly. the bridge between you and your now daughter. Now that's which hard.
1: I hear that way too yes. often in the ABBA project. Yeah. And men across the country... Reach out to me. And I would say, Ken, probably 75% of the emails that I get from dads are about estrangement. Mm -hmm. And many of those, a subsection of that is because they're shut out, just like you said.
2: Okay. So listen, dads, we have you covered. And this is what you need to know. If you resolve to be the one that takes the high road, no matter what is being said about you, and you may be dissed, there may be bitterness, and it may be your child's mother may not have had a relationship with her father exactly. that was healthy. And he pro- she projects it on you. There are so many nuances here. But if you take the high road, I guarantee that girl will take note. And in time, it will turn around. The script will be flipped. And even if there is, let's say, a mutual respect, continuing that throughout the relationship as you transition is key. Now, let's get to the core. If you have the privilege of living with your child's mother, your wife, if you date, care for and nurture her, guess Mm. what your daughter's going to do? I want to marry. I want to be with a guy that is just like my dad because I know how he cares for my mom and more important, you're also going to be, if you have a son, giving them guidance and modeling what needs to happen for them to have Mm -hmm. a safe, strong, healthy, stable Mm -hmm. marriage. So there are several things that you can do to nurture that and model that throughout the
1: life course. Let me add one more piece to that. Don't you love it? You're like, welcome to Mars and Venus. I'm like, let me add one more thing there. But that is perhaps stating the obvious, but the way you talk about your daughter's mom will be internalized by her because she carries her DNA. So what you're saying about her mom, most likely she's internalizing that even as an attack against her, even though they're two separate people. Sure. We all say apples don't fall far from trees. Anything to add about that one or say about that, Ken?
2: Well, I would say acorns don't far f- okay, fall from Okay, okay, there is. you no, go. I'm acorns. just joking. You <laughs> chip off the old block. There are certain things. Dad, you can't be the... Dad, you want to be until you're first the son, and you've got to reconcile those issues from your family of origin. So this is big. But what you're setting up with your daughter is this. You're giving her a team. If you're in relationship with her mother, whether you're living with her or not, and if you are living with her, it's awesome. You have Eyes to see when you're not there. Mm -hmm. You have hands that can be extended to her when you're not there. You have ears to hear. That's where parental mother and father team up to be cheerleaders for this girl, which Mm -hmm. she needs. She needs two people. She needs two set of eyes. And dad... That's why this marital interaction and the parental discussion is so important to her vitality and growth and maturity.
1: And if you happen to be a dad who's cut out of his daughter's life and your ex-wife won't let you have contact... Remember that you can buy a journal and you can write affirming messages, prayers, dreams, wishes, memories in there to give her later on that by faith you're going to believe for something to open up later. So I just wanted to throw that in before we leave that fifth secret of effective fathers, loving their mother or respecting. Yes her mother. Okay. What's the sixth secret of effective fathers?
2: Okay, guys, we have one mouth, two ears. This is uh, simple. And you know, these secrets, sometimes people say, well, those aren't secrets they're common sense. Well, if they're common (laughs) sense, why are we not employing them? Yeah, come on. It is this active listening. Active listening is looking eye to eye using both body, hands, Uh, facial expressions to let the person know, and this is your daughter, that you are connecting. And you want to hear what she has to say. She's going to develop opinions. She's going to have things that she needs guidance on. She's going to just need you, you know, gazing at her and saying, man, you are beautiful. I can't believe I get the privilege of being your Mm -hmm. dad. Now, that is a statement. But then you have to listen to what the response is. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that you need to be the FBI you know, the Fathering Bureau of Investigation and Interrogate. Okay, why weren't you here at 10 p.m. last night? Where were you? What were you doing? Right. That, that's interrogation. That's not listening. Listening is picking up on those cues, the nonverbal mm-hmm. and the verbal things. And it is so important. That's why this attentiveness is somewhat like what's called accurate empathy. When you can cue in and, and just take, you know, what your daughter is saying— with her body, with her words and so forth, and absorb it and not react. Just remember, she has a growing uh, mind of opinions that you can support.
1: And you're asking open-ended questions. I know that's something you talk about in that chapter. So I just want to affirm dads, and again, sure. that's where my book "Let's Talk" helps facilitate conversations to put those scripts in your hands, yes, so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Okay, drum right. roll. Seventh secret of effective fathers. We Ken, what saved
2: is it till it last. It's spiritual equipping, guys. Spiritual equipping. You can give transcendent truths that are based on something stronger than your words. It's his words, and I'm talking about God's words. You can also extrinsically, through your example, go to church, take them to activities, worship together in your home, say a prayer with them. This spiritual equipping is kind of like your invisible aura that you're putting around your daughter as you send her out into the world. And to that extent, there are a number of things that uh, you can do and model that will help endow her with that moral and spiritual, what I call, beauty that is so needed today.
1: And remember, guys, that Ken didn't come up with these seven things oh, on no. his own. Remember at the beginning, he yes. said this was from Yes. collecting data from over 10,000 dads saying these are the things that we respect in dads doing it well where we observe their lives
2: yes and and let me just say this too not only did we give the personal fathering profile to these dads we gave it to their wives and that ah. adult child then we put that aggregated score and tested that with other ordinary dads. And it wasn't with the ordinary dads who weren't doing some of these things. Yeah. It's the strong, healthy fathers were doing these seven things to a significant greater degree.
1: Okay, so let's review. Here are the seven secrets of effective fathers in a nutshell.
2: Okay, starts with commitment. That's the foundation. Moves to knowing your child, knowing gifts, personality, talents. Then consistency, your behavior, your attitude. Number four, protecting and providing, understanding that crises will come. How are you going to prepare and protect your daughter for those? Number five, loving their mother, respecting her, cherishing her. Number six, active listening. And number seven is being a spiritual leader that has integrity, authenticity, and just recognizing that you have another father that is watching over you, and dad, listen to this, you're gonna succeed. You know why? He is vested in you. Yeah, That's yeah. why we call him our father.
1: Now let's give the guys your eighth secret. So this is the surprise secret sauce. You didn't know there was gonna be an eighth one. Yes. But there's actually an eighth secret.
2: Yeah, okay. And,
1: and tie this if you could, Ken, as we wrap up this conversation into a ghost step, if you could.
2: Okay, all right, the eighth secret is simply this. I don't know. So in this collection of research, I got some open ended responses and it may be my secret was a gas, uh, a a car full of gas, a tent, and we're going to go on an outing together. It may be we love to watch movies. It had to do with activities that brought all of these seven to the forefront. It may be a family business that you're working together. Now, that can be a burden, too. Yeah, exactly. But the eighth secret is for you to discover. I just know this. Guys, you know where the eighth secret is found? It's the magical moment. You're in the delivery room, and all of a sudden, you see life come in full form out and that beautiful girl is placed in your arms and then you know this is one of the wonders of the world and dad you got to observe that hopefully or participate in that now you may have adopted a child you may be fostering child it comes in many shapes Mm -hmm. and forms but when you have that opportunity to, to receive at some time this gift this privilege that is the eighth secret that you need to pursue and find the unique things that you will pass on as their father.
1: So turn that into a go step, Ken. What can dads do with that eighth secret this week today to put their love for their daughters into action?
2: Okay. Ask them. If they're old enough, ask them, what's your favorite thing that you like to do with me? What are the things that you have had the highest time together? What makes you the happiest girl on the planet Mm. and pursue and listen because they, those words, those daughters God has given you will inform you and bring life to you as well.
1: And I just was getting a pedicure. And had a dad in there with a 13-year-old daughter. What? He he looked so uncomfortable. You could feel it in the whole salon. And I went over to them and said, can I hear the story and get a picture of you? And he was like, yes. And I sent him one of my books as a thank you for letting me take their picture. But dad, sometimes that thing that your daughter lights up or you said it's a high, might be something that is so uncomfortable for you. Yeah. But I guarantee she'll never forget it. Turn it into a routine and a rhythm that has familiarity you repeat it Mm -hmm. you know wash rinse repeat keep doing it over and over and i guarantee you will be not only an effective father but you will have an empowered strong confident daughter who knows that she's loved by a daddy who brought her into the world helped bring her into the world and will never leave her so thank you so much ken for joining me today for part one of two okay and you've heard ken reference the personal fathering profile today So next time he's going to be back and we're going to be going into more depth and more specifics into what that looks like so that you can be the hero you want to be and that your daughter needs you to be. Well, I'm Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield, the Dad Whisperer, signing off and encouraging you, Dad, to make today a day where you intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's hearts. Go Dads!
0: Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. We trust you've been encouraged by today's program, where you've been equipped with practical action steps to strengthen your relationships. Dr. Michelle loves hearing from you, so why not write her at at com? As always, you can listen to the Dad Whisperer podcast anytime on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Give a listen, subscribe, and leave us a review. For free resources or to invite Dr. Michelle to speak at your next event, go to drmichellewatson.com for more information. That's drmichellewatson.com. Thanks for being with us today, and we look forward to you joining us again on the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield.